0: Three, two, one, execute. Life is 10% what you make it and 90% how you take it. Hey, party people. This is Rick Napier, the president and CEO of Real People USA LLC, located in Northern California. And I'm pretty close to a main boulevard this morning. I'm out and about uh, headed toward uh, close to to San Francisco this morning and uh, so so if you hear some background noise I'm close maybe about uh, 20 yards from a major street sitting in front of a a coffee shop having my sip before I hit the road and I just want to thank uh, people who have come on board with Real People USA uh, for help to help them with their their campaigns and uh, signature gathering and and petition gathering and uh, just overall coaching today's podcast episode is going to be kind of interesting because you know there's a lot of um, there's a lot of cheating going on in these elections and and people sometimes say why do I talk about that so much why do I talk about Gavin Newsom cheating why do I talk about New York City cheating. Why do I talk about South Florida cheating? Washington State cheating. Texas cheating. Arizona cheating. There's a lot of states that are cheating in these elections. And some say it's the machines. I don't really care what the source of cheating is. There is a solution to fix it. So why am I talking about Uh, cheating and election fraud, because most Republicans that talk about uh, election fraud, they like to take care of it after the election. They like to say, "Okay, well, our guy or our woman lost, you know, she only got or he only got 38 percent of the the vote, meaning the Democrat got 62 percent or sometimes a margin of loss is less than that. The Republican got 44% of the vote, and the Democrat got 56% of the the vote. So, therefore, Mr. Republican, Ms. Republican, you did great, but but you did not do good enough. So, work harder next time. Work harder next time so that you can win the election. And the Republican candidate tells the voters and donors, We worked hard in this last election cycle. But we came up short. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your donations. And we'll take a look at our campaign to see if we want to run during the next cycle. Okay, so guess what? The Republican may have won the election. But what's the problem? The problem is Republicans do not have any proof that they won the election. And, you know, I see so many campaigns that are overlooking this fact and they're overlooking it in a a sense that they think that um, they have worked hard enough and that they've gotten their message across uh, to the people and they may have had some crowds. And guess what? They could be right. But in this Environment of political cheating, of Democrat cheating with Democrats' claim to fame is to cheat. And I also want to add, there are some Republicans that we can't trust. And in fact, there are Democrats who dog other Democrats. So this, this cheating thing goes both ways. But on the Democrat side, if they cheat one person out of a victor, and I do know a few people who were cheated out of a Democrat victory by another Democrat, that's not so bad for our side. But for our side, when Republicans work against other Republicans, it's uh, it's it's just an insane situation. But obviously the worst case scenario is when Democrat election officials rig the vote. And what I mean by that, I'll just simplify it. Let's say that Joe really got 56% of the vote in the in the election office. And we're talking about a Democrat-controlled election office. One, an example, could be Maricopa County. That one stands out. I believe the person in charge of the elections in Arizona is a Democrat. I can't recall her name right now. So this take era. Arizona, Maricopa County. Let's say if Joe actually won the election with 56% of the vote, which means the Democrat got less than 44%, maybe some other candidate got some numbers, but the Republican got 56% of the vote. The election people, as you saw in Arizona, as you saw in Pennsylvania, they can do many things to alter the vote the machine thing came up the late night mail-in ballots came in you know like at two o'clock in the morning to uh, cause Donald Trump to lose uh, several states Wisconsin uh, Michigan Pennsylvania Arizona Georgia but the biggest challenge like I said like I said, I'm, I'm close to a uh, major street, so that was a Northern California fire department going by. But the biggest challenge is Republicans have no proof. They have no proof that they came close, if not won the election. And it's a sad state of affairs. And Real People USA, we have the solution for that problem, but... It seems like, it seems like 99% of Republican candidates are not interested in knowing if they came close or if they won. And like I always tell people, at least recently I've told people, I must be from the planet Mars. What in the the world do you mean that you don't want to know what your pre-count was? In other words, wouldn't it be ideal For a Republican candidate to say, you know, there are 800,000 people who are registered to vote in my area. And we'll get to how that may be a problem. But let's say there are 800,000 people registered to vote. So would it make sense to work hard enough to get as close as you could to 401 Thousand votes. So why is that? Why is that important? Because if you have a pre, a, um, a pledge voter database, let's say you have talked to so many people, and in your database you have let's say three hundred and seventy-five thousand people in your database that have pledged to vote for you. Okay. So that means there are some people who will probably vote for you that you didn't meet. But you at least have 375,000 people who have pledged to vote for you. So what does pledged mean? That means they live in your district. They are eligible to vote for you. They have maybe uh, given you money. They live in your zip code. You have met them at rallies. And that takes me to another point. to to put together, to assemble this Pledge Voter Database. It's not as hard as people think it is. Many people think, oh, 375, 401,000 votes. Rick, I can't talk to 401,000 people. There's no way I can do that in my campaign. Well, you don't have to. Perhaps you only need to talk to 100 people. Talk to 100 people... And let those 100 people do do the rest of the work. I know, I know, it sounds it sounds mind-boggling to to think you have to talk to 401,000 people, but you don't see. And this is when real people USA's um, sales background comes in to play. Simply, you're looking for referrals. So those 100 people that you met six, seven months ago, could evolve, could uh, migrate, or I'm not not even sure that's the right word, can expand to 400,000 people that will vote for you. So that means all you have to do is just talk to enough people initially. Then, use the power of technology, to the power of communications. That's why real people's us that's why real people usa's model is work hard work smart uh, have a strategy and communicate often so those four pillars of working your campaign should get you there if there is a uh, uh, an audience for your message and right now republicans there is a huge audience for our message we have republicans who who will most likely vote Republican. Then we have, in my opinion, about maybe 30% to 40% of Democrats who may not vote Democrat anymore or some of those people may vote Republican. So the the, the time is right. Um, the, The environment is ripe for what we need to do. But again, for some reason, Republicans don't see that. And I think it comes from the fact that, um, you know, when people run for office, and I'm talking about Republicans because Democrats have a whole different uh, game they have to play. It's, it's almost like someone has picked the Democrat candidate who they want to run. I'm not talking about the voters. I'm talking about people in the Democrat political echelon. They have picked who they want in that seat and it will make it happen and Everybody better shut the hell up if you don't like it. But on the Republican side, uh, mostly the people have the power to do it. But I believe when, when Republicans campaign, they believe that uh, all they need to do is maybe go on social media, have a few meetings with people, put out some signs, and hope for the best. And I'm telling you, that's just not not possible. That's not that's not a, a feasible, winnable way to have success in your campaign. It's just not. And I know that uh, a lot of people are infatuated with social media, ladies and gentlemen. Social media has less than one percent of impact of the people. That will vote for you. Putting on a sign has a thousand times more impact than having uh, you know a hundred thousand followers. And we've said this from the beginning that if you have a hundred and thousand one hundred thousand followers, you know, ninety-nine thousand of those followers could be people that either will never vote for you, they don't they're not eligible to vote for you, they don't care. That much, I mean, it's just I'm almost I'm almost saying that I wish social media never came out. I mean, I I wish I I kind of wish it never came out. And and the reason why I say that is because as a private sector uh, business consultant, I see the same illness with small business owners. They think that social media is the cure for their business in, in terms of adding new clients and it's not it's not so if there are candidates still out there and you have primaries coming up in 60 to 90 days or if you have uh, primaries coming up five months from now you still have a chance to fix this problem to, to know how many voters will vote for you in the primary and the general election um and one of the ways to start is to look at how many people or who have subscribed to your, your, your emails on your website, your, your contact page. That information is gold. If people have subscribed to your page, that information is a great launch pad to start building your pledge voter database. And if you have events that you're doing, I I recall um, just recently a popular uh, social media sensation who's running for office. I won't mention the name. But the person posted, hey, I need signatures to get on the ballot. And this is a uh, candidate in the Northeast. I'll just say that much. So I'm saying... All that time you've been posting videos at during protests, and you've been posting how you hate uh, this Democrat candidate, and we get to this point where you have uh, like 45 days to get your petitions to be on the ballot, and now you're cr- you're you're screaming that you need desperate help, like you're in desperation mode. So my question. To this candidate, or if the, if the shoe fits, what were people doing these last six, seven months, having these protests in these big cities, talking in front of big crowds? Didn't you have someone to go out and say, "Hey, thanks for coming. Put your name, address, email address. Uh, put your name, email address, phone number, and zip code, and we'll put you in our put you in our database." Didn't people think about that? I mean, I'm just thinking, I'm just saying, if you had four to five hundred people at your rallies cheering you on that you're the best candidate to run in a local race or a congressional race or maybe a governor race. No one thought about having people sign like a sign in sheet to say, hey, thanks for coming. Uh, Put your name on a a sign-in sheet or some type of way. Uh, Even if it's sharing contact information uh, via phone, like text message. No one thought about doing that? It just blows my mind. It blows my mind because if I was working in corporate America and my um, president of sales... She was a, a, a Japanese-American woman. Her name was Michelle. She would say, Rick, how was the expo? Oh, it was great. We met a lot of people. Man, it was. we had people coming by the booth all day long. Great. Did you get their contact information? Oh, no, we didn't do that. But I can tell you, our booth was crowded. We gave a lot of materials out. She would fire me. What do you mean... People were passing by our booth all day long and you didn't get any of their contact information. So that's what I'm talking about. So I'm kind of like uh, doing this extemporaneous off the cuff, you know, podcast episode sitting in my car um, here in Northern California heading towards San Francisco. Just trying to wait till the traffic dies down and I have another spot there while I make some phone calls and do some things but i just wanted to put this out there folks you know republican candidates you still have time to be competitive in this race your message is strong the voters are ready all we have all you have to do is put this system together and maybe you're working for the next 30 to 45 days on something that you could have done 6 months ago but it's worth it republicans Start thinking. Start uh, working smart, working hard, using a strategic plan, and communicate often. My name is Rick Napier, the President and CEO at Real People USA LLC. Our telephone number is 726-999-0999. And I will upload this episode unedited. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye-bye.